Hey friends, it's another episode of the Incredible Hulk Podcast. My name is Eric Hulkerin, and I am doing a new episode every day that we are sheltering in place. So all the way through April 30th, we will have a new episode, a new human being stopping by to kind of give their perspective on what's going on. And on today's episode, owner of Black Truck Media, my friend Jason Dodge, he has been in digital media for 18 years. And, you know, he and I um, have a lot of fun conversations about not only what's going on in digital marketing, but I love his perspective on leadership. So I thought after yesterday's episode with Andy Scherf talking about how you can give your team a virtual hug, um, I liked Jason's perspective on leadership. So I thought he would be a great next person to get on the podcast. So without further ado, my dear friend, Jason Dodge, this is the Incredible Hulk Podcast. There are aspects of my personality that I can't control. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The Incredible Halt Podcast. Now might be a really good time for me to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. The Incredible Halt. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. Podcast. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. Hear the music. Yeah. How's it going, man? Good, dude. How are you? I'm I'm doing. I'm hanging in there. You're doing and hanging in there. That is good to hear, That's my right. friend. Yep. What else are we supposed to do? Uh, there is no choice, actually. That is that is our only choice is to do and and be. I, I feel yeah. it's, it's very philosophical, but we're doing and being. I know it's a bunch of bullshit, but we're. Let's be real. None of us, none of us wanted this. Right? No, no, yeah, no, none of us wanted that. So yeah, so what's this been like for you, Jason? I mean, you're you own a company that specializes in digital marketing at a time where, um, and I've been saying this ad nauseum, so it feels like I've said it more times than I've said the phrase "unprecedented" or "new normal." Um, but you know, there, there's likely never going to be a time where more people are going to be on the internet at one singular time than right now, which makes what you and I do for a living sort of interesting, right? Yeah, true. I, I think, um, you know, I would say to answer your first question, how am I doing? I'm yes. know, ha- hanging in there. Um, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of balls in the air. Uh, it's a lot of moving targets and a lot of things uh, happening at once. I, uh, for the last probably two and a half weeks for us, uh, for me personally, we kind of we started to see this this trend in the migration almost as the uh, as the COVID nineteen virus moved west, as did news and working relationships with clients. I mean that's that's really what it was. And any agency that's probably doing work coast to coast should probably echo the same thing, right? Sure. You, you pretty much could watch it move west and knew eventually it was going to come to the Midwest. Um, so yeah, I think very interesting times indeed for us, uh, primarily as as search marketers, or I like to refer to us as psychologists to the web. Yeah, we have a ton of people sitting at home searching. Uh, a lot of people are on Facebook, obviously, uh, whether participating in conversations there, good, bad, indifferent. Um, you know, communicating with with uh, family members and loved ones, and then uh, the general search side of it as well. So. Um, yeah, the biggest thing that we've seen impacted, obviously, is advertising. You know, advertising dollars, that's the first thing that any business is, is going to evaluate and, and say, whoa, we need to pump the brakes on. Now, we've certainly seen some industries and, and probably some businesses that have gone 
opposite yep. uh, that have said, Hey, you know what, this is, this is our time to shine. And, and because it's what's fascinating for me, I think always as a continuous learner, if you will, is to observe markets and observe. Um, I think you and I had even talked about it in social media, watching people buy things in the store leading up to this damn thing. Um, you know, there are certain certain businesses that support these said critical uh, care, critical need industries. And I, I think what these things do is they really put it into perspective for people to say, wow, we, we really need to reevaluate what it is that we're doing. So short term, I think absolutely people are going to pump the brakes on advertising. And that's natural. We should expect that. And I think those things are temporary depending on the industry. It will come back. We just don't know what temporary is. On the industry side, um, I think more and more people going direct. So those businesses and manufacturers especially that had had started to ramp up to be able to sell direct are in better shape now than than ever before. Right. And, and we're seeing that. Yep. You know. Um, and then the other ones, the searches that you're talking about, Think about really weird niches. I was thinking the other day about, okay, we have all these healthcare facilities and U of M comes out and says, yeah, we're opening this, this, I think it was 23 bed, 24 bed um, wing that is uh, dedicated to pandemics. Well, who the hell, who the hell was planning for that? You know, Bill, you know, right, five yeah, years yeah. ago, it was right. Bill Gates. He was the only one talking about it. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. At least that's what we're told. So who is working with U of M on planning that? Who's the architects and engineers? And and uh, and I have to imagine there's going to be more people in that situation once this curve starts to flatten that are going to be looking at this this and going, wow, this is the ultimate case study in planning and preparedness, uh, both from a business continuity perspective as well as um, obviously health. Sure. Right. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit about you. You've been pretty... Um, You've been pretty active uh, both on LinkedIn and Twitter um, about what it means, in your opinion, right? Uh, what it means. Well, I just want to couch this, right? So because right, right. you and I are about to get into it, which I, I'm, I'm enjoying. But like sure. what our responsibility of leaders should be for our employees and their families during a time of crisis, right? Because clearly some are doing it well. Yeah. Some are somewhere in the middle and some are woefully underprepared. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I so I think I think there's the preparedness side from uh, a financial and fiscal responsibility, right? And and making sure that you're communicating that really well because uh not all businesses, much like personal finances, are are as prepared to weather certain things. Yeah. So as a leader, I think you have to be, you can't dance around that. You, ha you have to be very direct and upfront and say, hey, this is where we stand. This is what it means for us. And, uh, and, and we're going to be okay or the alternative. Um, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about, about it. I guess leadership lately, um, kind of as you, as I, you and I were going back and forth, was um, certainly lack of leadership at the, I'll just put it out there, federal level as sure. I view it. Yep. Um, and, and I've always thought, I mean, if we want to go political, I guess we'll go there is that I've, I've always thought that the country should be run as a company and we, as the people are board members and, and sometimes CEOs are asked to leave or, or to step aside and, and let somebody else run, run the corporation or the organization. 
And and if anything, what we have going on right now is is true textbook in uh, I think leadership and leadership failures, and um, and so as a small business owner, as a community member, business leader to some degree, um, yeah, and you had to navigate it head on. We had to make the decision to pull people out of uh, traveling across the country to go to a major event where they were going to be confronted with this head on by other people that who knows where they had been and traveled. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was kind of step one for us. And then step two was, um, setting everybody's minds at ease. Um, you cannot expect someone to be seated in your office doing work, working on, on, um, especially strategy work and thought leadership, you know, knowledge-based workforce, um, working on really good strategies and, and outputs and deliverables while you're sitting there distracted and you're sitting there thinking about your loved ones, uh, whether it's, if you have children, you're thinking about your kids and their safety at school or daycare situations at the time to your parents who might be older or in the susceptible, uh, categories, if you will. And, you know, Ultimately, you have to kind of look at these things. And for me, it was a very quick decision, I suppose, uh, within a couple of days anyways, to say, yeah, this isn't right. We don't need to be in our office. We don't have to be in our office. If anything, we're, we're set up very, very well to be mobilized and, and to be remote. Um, and so it, for us, it was an easy decision to do that. And with that, I think, is you take a lot of that uncertainty an extra strain that you know people are going to have anyways, and, and you remove it from the individual, which is what you need to do. And so let's let's go back a little bit, right? Like, what is what is your um, learning process to become a leader been like? What's that What's that been like for you, right? Because to get to this point, to be able to navigate this, however one is navigating, is this is today is not the day to learn how to be a leader, right? Like. <laughs> It's going to be yeah, very, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, like yeah. You, you have to have had, you know, taken your lumps and kind of formulated your plan in order to navigate this with any sort of, I won't even use the word certainty because to your point about how we started this, like we don't actually, we don't know what we don't know. So we're just kind of going day by day, hour by hour to some extent. But that said, like, what is, what is your, what is your leadership learning been like to get you to this point? Yeah, my, I, I would say that my, um, my leadership style is, um, I, I think I, I don't really know how to answer it directly. So, so we'll try, but I, I guess I try to lead with empathy is kind of what I say is leading with empathy, seeing the mo- uh, like the good in, in most people and, and have trust in what they're doing and trust in the process. And then eventually you just kind of have to, you've got to get out of the way. Right. Um, it's the idea that you, you give people the tools that they need to be successful uh, up to that certain point and, and, and they're going to, I guess those people are going to be successful <laughs> in their own regard. Right. So, yeah. um, so, so how did I get to that point? I mean, trial and error, right. You're going to, I think you hopefully will hear that from any business owner, any business leader is that, that, um, uh, we certainly learn from mistakes. For me, I learned from, uh, other people's mistakes. I've made a lot of observations in, you know, uh, 18 years in digital marketing uh, of others to say, I didn't, I didn't always pick up on the, Hey, wow, those are, those are really great business ideas or those are really great management tactics. It was always, I, I made note of, whew, 
that wasn't a really great <laughs> decision. And, and that's probably <laughs> right. Oof. Like that was, that was something. Thanks dude. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I remember one of my, I remember one of my jobs, uh, you know, I was number 21 or 22 inside of a year that either left or got fired. And, wow. and when you understand that level of, uh, of, of, of rate of, of people leaving, what is that? Two and a half, roughly two, two, uh, a month, almost, um, you learn just to kind of keep your head down and let the shit flow over top and keep doing your work and, and listen to those that really matter. And, uh, and, and I learned a lot in that, uh, in, in that position about definitely about what not to say and uh, what not to do. And, um, and then I think leadership, just, you have to, you have to be willing to do a lot of introspective looking and, and looking at yourself and saying, ah, oh, geez, okay. <laughs> maybe I'm not uh, the person that I think I am, or maybe, you know, and, and you can't, you can't really, um, you can't worry a ton about what it is that other people think of you to the nth degree. You can worry about it. And, and a lot of those things are personal, um, especially in small business. But at the same point, you, you also have to say, I'm, I'm making this decision for the betterment of X. Sure. And, and I think as long as you're outlining, um, all the variables in there, then, then you've done your job. Well, because to your point, right? Like the employee, no matter where they are, they're not you. So they don't have all the context, right? So they have their opinion, but they don't have all, they don't have all the information to make the same decision that you're making or come to the same conclusion that you're coming to. Yeah. At least at the, I think at least at that business leadership level, I I would say that, um, the, the caveat being I'm very, um, I think that our team is, is fantastic and I'm very biased in that, but I, I do really truly believe in, and put a lot of, um, a lot of trust that they're making the right decisions. And so that's kind of, you know, that was kind of where I wanted to end up here because I, I think that's a skill that a lot of leaders are struggling with right now, right? They, they had employees, those employees were in an office, they could look at the employees and know if Ralph is doing the thing yeah. that Ralph yeah. is supposed to do at 235, right? right. Um, but right. now you, you can't, right? You've got to trust that at 8 a.m. or 8.30 or 9, like regardless of the, you've got to trust that like when your day starts, your team is doing what they're supposed to do because that's the only way that you're going to sort of stay afloat in a time of crisis. And I, I guess yeah. two, I have two questions for you. One, was that tough for you to get to that point of trusting or is that a hiring mechanism? And then two, if you had a couple tips that you could give to people as to how they could learn to trust their team to get the job done. And like you said, get out of their way. Yeah, no, great. I, really good, good questions, hard questions. Right. So I like, I think, I think for us that it's the, the trust factor is there certainly in the hiring process. Right. I mean, I think you have to outline that and say, these are, these are the ideals um, of, of the company or culture or ethos or whatever. These are the things we believe in. This is the way we go about it. Now for us, like our sick policy is, is unlimited, right? So it's use it, don't abuse it. Sure. So don't be that person. And, and when you make that statement, that sets a tone of, I don't want to be that person who's abusing this policy, because if I abuse the policy, then it goes away for everyone. Right. Yep. 
Yeah. So I think the same thing that says of flexibility and working from home, that's always for us has more or less been baked in for the last 10 years of look, I get it right. The cable guy is going to say he's going to be from to your house between 12 and 6 p.m., which is right. a yes. hilarious window. Yes. Yes. But they'll show up at 630. But you have to understand like, hey, Eric, can you do your job from home? And you're going to say, yes. OK, great. Then you do your job from home. Let's check in that morning, maybe because we've got deliverables we need to figure out. Uh, tell me where you're at. And then you're, you know, you're on your way you have to trust that people are getting the work done uh, when they say they're going to do it. Um, so, and so like my follow up is, you know, do you have any tips for, because there's, there's bound to be all over the nation, many companies who were not prepared for this, right. And yeah. who are shipping laptops or devices across the country and going, I, I guess we're doing this home thing. I don't know what it's like. And I'm worried because now I can't see Ralph. Like, do you have yeah. any, like any tips of how they might be able to get more at ease or what they can do to kind of, because to your point, you've got 18 years of this in this industry. So you've you've kind of built your lens by which you see that stuff, right? And so you sort of know what type of person to hire and what things to look out for and da-da-da-da-da. But if if tomorrow you decided that you had to everyone had to work from home and you didn't have that lens, how do you start yeah. to build it? Yeah, no. <clears throat> um Lane, you got to lay some ground rules. So even even when we went full remote, uh, I that week leading up to it, because you knew the possibility was going to happen that we were going to be fully remote, um, you need to have some some procedures in place and some general guidelines. So understand your method of connecting with team members and clients, uh, vendors um, digitally, whether it's Zoom, whether it's Teams, whether it's Hangout. I mean, there's we don't even have sure. to name yeah. all the promotions of remote work companies we've received, um, you know, over the last couple of weeks. Um, pick one that works for you. Try it out. Use it. Um, make sure there's ground rules, right? Like um, you've got to have your uh, company, your business notifications turned on between eight and five or nine and six, whatever works for you on all of your devices. Um, I think that's fairly okay. Ask. Uh, you know, after that, be respectful of people's time. Um, but then also, I think you have to put the message in there of, hey, you have children, you have other things that are going on too. Like, I, I understand you're not going to be 100% on, but when you're on, here's what I expect of you, right? So yep. lay ground rules, um, come up with a procedure and put it into play. Obviously, if you're in that situation now where you're scrambling to figure that out, you can't really test that model. But for those that aren't in that zone and maybe in the future are able to, to reevaluate and look at it, test it. Do an entire day or a couple of days where everybody is remote or complete departments are remote or something like that. So you can test and you can find out what's working and what's not. And with that, you've got to have a feedback loop. I think as a leader, you always have to say, okay, what's working for you? Hey, Ralph, I know you've been used to working in the office for the last 15 years. Right. I've now shoved you to the spare bedroom or closet in your home. How's that working? And, and understanding that not everybody is cut out for um, remote work and because they need that social interaction. Not all of us can put you know headphones on or earbuds in and crank up Spotify and, and just bang workout. 
um, some people actually need that, that physical social interaction. So you also need to be aware of your team and their capacity to do that and say, Hey, you know, if I need to offer up a team huddle every day, here's what it looks like for us. It's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Sure. So. Awesome. And so I'll, I'll let you get back to your day, but I will ask you one last question that I've been asking everybody as I've been doing these quarantine podcasts. And that is like, (laughs) what, um, Right. I, I'm, you know, I'm laughing because I was going to do 21 of them. And apparently now I'm doing 40 or how, whenever this ends. Well, there, there's probably some scientific, whatever the string length is in the COVID-19. Yes. Um, you should probably name it that. So if it's 42, <laughs> you end there. Yes. Otherwise, it's not a uh, um, it's not a novel podcast. anymore. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I probably should stop here because that's a great way to end. However, I'm there still going to ask the question, um, you know, what do you, how are you finding joy right now? Right. Because you've got a lot on your plate as a business owner. Like what yeah. is the thing that, that is bringing you joy this second? Oh man. Um, I think multiple things. I, tr- I mean, try, we're trying, I say we, my wife and I, right. Cause you've got two <laughs> working parents at home, two kids at the age of six. Right. So you're just, it's like, um, trying to get work done in a frat house is kind yeah. of how I, <laughs> that I is a perfect it, right? descriptor. Yes. Yep. So, um, it, it's difficult. It's stressful. Throw that aside. Um, I, I do enjoy getting to see the kids here and there throughout the day. I get, I, I get to see my wife and you know, we get to co-parent and, and, um, co-teach and things like that. I think it's great. Um, trying to take some breaks, uh, some mental breaks for me, uh, as you know, I'm a car, you know, I'm a car guy, old car guys. So, um, Fortunately, I guess, or by happenstance leading up to this whole thing, I've been collecting a lot of parts to build um, uh, a Model A Roadster. So a couple nights a week, I've been trying to find time to just uh, shut the distractions off and and try and escape. Uh, I call it, you know, getting headspace, if you will, and yep. um, and, and just go uh, turn some music on and, and just get a couple things done. Uh, where I can and really just hustle on that and and understand that uh, the work and the conference calls and the phone calls and and the chatter will be there tomorrow and um, so so trying to trying to do that uh, get my kids out there when I can and, and sure. introduce them to some some different things um, so between that and then uh, the routine for the last I think we're on week eight is the I say it's the damn bike that's in the basement but the is uh, <laughs> we have a peloton nice and um and so every every morning, whether whether we want to or not, one of us is on it at five thirty or six, and and putting in you know three to six miles. So awesome, dude! You know that's good. And and what's good about that is um, I'm not a gym rat. I'm not a sports guy. Um, my brain probably like yours fires all the time, so I'm constantly thinking. And that for me has been less about just the actual workout right and the physical activity it's also been more about the mental game and how can i ignore everything else that i know i'm going to um, meet when i go upstairs and how can i focus just intently on what's on this screen and 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 pedaling right now it's awesome yeah so i you know i i think you've you've got to find something Yes. Yes, you do. And (laughs) you got to find something. Speaking of finding Jason, if people want to reach out and connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? 
Yeah, best way, uh, fairly active on Twitter. So at DodgeJD, or they're welcome to email me as well, Jason at BlackTruckMedia.com. Jason Dodge, always a pleasure, my friend. Hey, thank you, Eric. I appreciate you doing this. And uh, and boy, good luck to everybody else, I guess, out there. And you know, just remember that I think that if we all do our part, that we will come out as a better community and better people. You are always a great person to converse with, my friend. So thank you for the time. Have a wonderful Monday night. Thanks, Eric. You too. See you, buddy. Cheers. Cheers.